When you're best friends with the founder of the Lubbock County Militia, you get your own radio show. It's the other side of Texas with Jay Leeson. On the other side of Texas, history has its place. On the other side of Texas, justice rules the case. They don't like it, they don't love it. They say we're all wrong, but on the other side of Texas, hogs, we roll along. It's my friend Weston Taylor. If you hadn't heard that yet, pretty talented dude. Thank him for doing some intro music for us here on Other Side of Texas. I'm your host, Jay West, Texas Least. Across the way, little sister Lauren Huff pushing the buttons making the program work how do you do little sister kind of came into the show like overwhelmed so getting it together but you're making the program work making it work it's going to be a good one so a couple of things we went to fort davis this weekend now when i say we i mean my daughter and i went down to fort davis to the mountains and really enjoyed ourselves with a with a group of guys and a group of gals father daughters who go down and do these sorts of things with one another and had a really great time i mean a really great time and it started we left on thursday night and so on friday we went into marfa and i'm pro marfa i think it's a pretty cool place i mean i can't say that i've ever been i mean i've never been so it's uh, i mean i can understand why some people think as much of it as they do and i enjoyed it and especially enjoyed i will not name the hotel downtown as if there is a downtown (laughs) but in the town of marfa there's a couple of ritzy hotels and the balmeray swimming pool as we covered last week on the program the swimming the spring swimming pool is closed historically all of a sudden just closed so we needed to find a place to take the girls in on friday and we walked into downtown hotel, unnamed downtown hotel, and said, we'd like to swim. And they said, well, we'd like for you to have a room. And we said, well, <laughs> we don't have a room, so what's the going rate? And the guy said, a uh, bottle of Jim Beam. And we said, we'll be right back. <laughs> and so the girls got to uh, jump there in the pool and, and have a good time. Did walk around and saw some pretty cool art and saw some hats i'm gonna have jared and his guys at flint boot and hat shop here in lubbock make up for me didn't buy them on the spot i did get a hat but there are a couple other hats that i want yeah i got the lbj cool i like it the lbj special it's in studio it's after easter i'm kind of in that gray zone between memorial day and easter i don't know i'm not real up on my hat um rules yeah it's i think the hardliners are after easter no more felt your only straw. Mm. The people who see a really cool hat and are willing to sweat underneath felt leading up to Memorial Day. So I'm I'm a liberal in that line of thinking right now. <laughs> but, you know, I was thinking on the way home, I had my playlist playing. And I think we've talked before on the program about my daughter making her cheeks so red. Yes. Because I fire up some Bon Jovi and mm-hmm. I put the five fingers in front of her face and say five Five words, G-Baby. Grace, five words. And she's like, oh, Dad, don't do it. So she's like grabbing sleeping bags and everything from the back seat and covering her head. And That's so funny. I'm like hollering Bon Jovi. But we got into other parts of my playlist. And this coincides with some conversations that I've had with my friend Brandon Darby about just how lewd some of the old country music is from like the 70s and 80s 
How was it in this country that you had Jerry Falwell followers, Jimmy Swaggart followers, who were jamming out to Conway Twitty? Because whenever you begin to listen to the songs, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I had a couple of songs come up on the playlist. She's 10. Yeah. The barometer is on. The, The constructive thought process and breakdown of lyrics is fully engaged like whoa right. whoa 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 what's that mean dad nothing you didn't hear what you think you heard right they were <laughs> they were singing about care bears and my little ponies no they weren't right she's she knows she knows we yeah that wasn't what you think yeah it was dad and so it just got me to thinking about a couple of songs and then more songs but here's the deal my childhood was you may not watch rude bart simpson you may not watch lewd roseanne Barr, mm-hmm. right and then he-man and its sorcery i wasn't allowed stuff. to watch harry potter you, growing up it the sorcery and stuff my mom was like mm, i yeah. don't think so but these same people who were telling me no bart simpson no roseanne and uh, none of this Thundercats, that's old school reference, Thundercats <laughs> and, and He-Man, these were the same people that would say, whoa, is that on television? Turn it, turn it, turn it down, turn it to another channel. Or, whoa, whoa, was that Conway Twitty? Turn it up, turn it up. And the inconsistency. So I just thought, what are, what are some songs that given the way that we raise our children, I would not want my children to hear. Ready? You want me to skip forward a little bit? No. There's a lot of ways of saying what I want to say to you. There's songs and poems and promises and dreams Listen that might this. come true. Listen to Conway. But I won't There's talk no of way. starry skies or moonlight on the ground. Right out and tell you, I just love to lay you down. What? This is like the rise of the moral majority. <laughs> it just want to lay you down. Okay. All right. So, all right, we're gonna go so, to this one. So, oh yeah, show us the next one. Okay. Now this one is incredible. <laughs> like I remember strawberry wine. Oh yeah. Like in, I think it was around the time I graduated. That song. I can almost hear the stillness as it yields to the sound of your heart beating. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. And I can almost hear the echo of the thoughts that I know you must be thinking. Bum, bum, bum. And I can feel your body trembling. I mean, how did as you wonder what like you can't watch Bart Simpson, but because this guy's got tight jeans <laughs> and curly hair, right. I can tell that you've never been this far before. Yeah. I mean, you cut off a little bit before the. Oh, I'm sorry. But you got some other things lined up. Yeah, I got. This uh, as I was thinking about on the way home. So Grace like crashed. We were three hours of the way home, and she finally just crashed because she'd heart. been up late 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 and then i just began to think about other songs that darby and i talked about yeah and then other ones as well and go ahead and skip to like the 215 mark here okay all right uh let's see okay. through, through a 2018 consciousness 
Listen. I know. Listen to this court. Listen to this verse. I saw the tears welling up in her troubled eyes as she started to speak. She looked at a pitiful shack and then she looked at me and took a ragged breath. She said, your paws run off and I'm real sick and the baby's gonna starve to death. She handed me a hardship lock if you said to thine own self be true. And I shivered as I watched a roach crawl across the toe of my high heel shoe. It sounded like somebody so, else who was talking here's mom. Mama, here's mom she saying, said, hey, yeah. So, like, in 2018 parlance, <laughs> mom is human trafficking fancy. That's terrible. Like, if my 10-year-old heard that today, she'd be like, wait, so what does her mom want her to go do, Dad? Right. Like, to be exactly? To be nice to the gentleman, and they'll be nice to her? Yeah, you got to turn that off with the... With, with the 10 year old you got to turn that off now the like the hallmark of my childhood was this garth has a new album out go enjoy it and even in like we were much older than 10 years old we knew what he was talking about right go ahead and hit it all right oh this is somebody covering garth oh another when this I is for copyright purposes, right? Yeah. Garth, come after you. Every time I pass a weak field, watch it dancing with the wind. Wow. Although I know it isn't real, I just can't help but feel her hungry arms again. Hungry arms again. She had a okay. need to feel the Sing it. That chorus is the... Holy cow. the kicker. So... So I'm thinking about all that, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. I got to completely redo my playlist on these campout drives with my daughter. Yeah. Because she's going to be like, Dad, why why were, why were, was that older woman's arms hungry for him? Um, because she was hungry? <laughs> no, Dad. What does that really mean? Yeah. I, I got nothing, Grace. I, I got nothing. So, That's really that must be a really cool age to see her coming into like being a little adult and understanding things. Understanding the things that were perfectly permissible. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. I mean, all those old songs, I spared you the Roy Orbison and go through a whole lot of other stuff. The Mickey Gilly stuff. These guys were writing soft romance, quote unquote, soft romance songs, and people are just eating them up. Yeah, love them. Holy cow. Top that's, hits. Hey, that summer, that's that's a great song. Top 10. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Absolutely. Hey, we're going to, got a great show coming up. Uh, Scott Brad is going to come up in the next segment, and then we're going to get into LPD. Police Chief Greg Stevens in studio. A new segment on Mondays. The best and worst of the weekend. What you awesome. see and that you wish you didn't see. But where were things really great? Stick with us right here, other side of Texas. How about Racer Car Wash? Everybody needs their car wash. After you get your dents fixed, you can go down to Racer Car Wash, voted Lubbock's best wash for five years running. Stop into one of five convenient locations across the Hub City and find your best spot at racerwash.com. Use them, love them. Now it's time... That time, as it is every Monday, Braddock on Texas. How you doing, Scott Braddock? Doing well, sir. How are you? We just got done talking 
about how my whole childhood was, hey, you can't watch He-Man because that's sorcery, and no Roseanne, no Bart Simpson because they're too lewd. But is that Conway Twitty? too much. Is it, no, yeah, but is that Conway Twitty on the radio? Because turn up, lay her down, right? What? Yes. <laughs> you need a lover with slow hands. You've never been this far you, before. He was getting away with murder in front of our pious grandmothers. Yes. But that curly hair, I guess, got him a pass. <laughs> hey, yes, that, that silky smooth voice. Mm-hmm. The uh, Yeah, in those really tight-fitting jeans. Yeah. So, <laughs> Republican <laughs> Texas House Chairman Byron yeah. Cook yes. asked Governor Abbott today, per quorumreport.com, for a special session to address school shootings. Tell us the latest there, Braddock. Well, the Texas House State Affairs Committee Chairman Byron Cook, a retiring Republican from Corsicana, said earlier today uh, in a letter to Governor Abbott that, look, you can't wait uh, until the next uh, session of the legislature in 2019. Kids will already be back in school uh, come the fall. And he said, quote, these school shootings are happening with increasing frequency and are senseless tragedies that we must eradicate the time to act is now for not only our children's safety but for the peace of mind of all texans by restoring their confidence in our duty to protect them now the uh, chairman did not specifically say what he would like to see happen during a special session um you know what exactly uh, needs to be done as far as legislation but there are many things that could be done of course we can talk about all those and he didn't lay um, anything out specifically no, he uh, he left that to the governor, uh, which, of course, would be in the governor's purview. And, uh, you know, the way this works is uh, the governor is, the uh, by law, the only person who can call lawmakers back into uh, session when they're not in session. Of course, 140 days every two years is usually good enough. Uh, but uh, Chairman Cook is saying it's not good enough right now. We've got uh, a real crisis on our hands. He said that these things are happening more and more often, and we need to do something uh, and uh, can't sit on our hands. Okay, so let's read what's not being said. And I'm going to take a stab, and you tell me if you think it's right, wrong, or or pass, go to the next thing. Although you don't take many passes. You've got a guy like Byron Cook who's been in the House and has seen a lot of governance in Texas, and the play of late has been, and honestly, I don't have any practical solutions here. But people will say, well, instead of Abbott promising to act and promising, promising to act, let's make him act. Is that that might be essentially what Cook is after, is to make someone act. Well, to make somebody do something. Uh, the governor is uh, convening roundtable discussions about uh, this topic uh, starting this week. In fact, his office just announced that those roundtable discussions will start tomorrow. Uh, in bipartisan fashion with Republicans and Democrats and uh, many stakeholders at the table to, uh, you know, throw around ideas and try to figure out uh, exactly what to do. Um, You know, you're not going to see lawmakers like Cook or or just about any Republican call for gun control, which is what, uh, you know, a lot of folks immediately called for after this horrific shooting uh, last Friday morning. Um, But there are many things that could be done, you know, in the way of school shootings, Um, you know, as far as uh, extra security. I mean, you had the uh, lieutenant governor come under fire from around the country. In fact, uh, I think this morning uh, on the New York Daily News, the cover of the Daily News, they're calling Dan Patrick an idiot uh, for talking about uh, more school security. Uh, Although, you know, if you talk to experts about uh, exactly what he said, which is, you know, limiting the number of entrances to larger schools, 
uh, you know, that's something that could definitely be a part of the mix. It's not the whole solution, uh, of course, uh, but uh, it could definitely be part of uh, something that's done to try to beef up security at our uh, campuses around the state. 8,000 of them, we should mention. Let me ask you, from an analysis point of view, we're going to go through these roundtables and then what? what? Well, that's the that's the that's the question. Uh, you know, what happens? Uh, is this just um, you know window dressing, where uh, immediately after this uh, horrific uh, deal uh, takes place in Santa Fe, uh, do you just have a bunch of talk, or do you actually have action? Now, it was interesting that Governor Abbott, um, in speaking, uh, you know, in Santa Fe in Galveston County, uh, right after the shooting, he did say something that Democrats say all the time, which is it's not enough to just pray about what is happening. Thoughts and prayers are not enough. We have to do stuff. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said, and that's when he said he was going to convene these roundtable uh, discussions to try to come up with good ideas. But it, what, what the governor is arguing is that we don't need to jump to conclusions here, that the legislature won't be back in session until January of 2019, unless he was to call a special session. By the way, we should also mention that, uh, at least uh, as of right now, the governor has not said anything about that idea of calling a special session. Um, probably unlikely, that would be my guess. Uh, but uh, but the governor saying, don't rush to conclusions. Don't immediately, as you said, Jay Leeson, try to figure out what is the one or two things that you could do to stop this. Uh, but it does need to stop, and I think there's bipartisan agreement about that. Uh, it's just the question is, what do you do about it? Now, in staying on Patrick, it's interesting. He's taking a lot of criticism, not for just what he said about school security, but also what he said about the reasons for why we have these school shootings. And if you listen closely to his reasons, only one of them has anything to do with firearms. The first one, violent video games, which, of course, um, you know, we've heard that before, that people say that, uh, there's so much uh, gratuitous violence in some of the video games that uh, especially young boys are playing uh, that it desensitizes them to violence. However, it's worth noting that violent video games are available in every developed country. Every wealthy nation uh, spends money on video games, and they don't have the same level of this kind of violence that we do in the United States. Another thing that uh, Lieutenant Governor Patrick said uh, about why we have these shootings is that we have removed religion from schools he said, we've devalued life in this country. We threw God out of school, which is frankly not true. Uh, I know that there are some people who would like uh, to have superintendents and principals and teachers proselytizing to young kids. But as you know, uh, we still have the moment of silence. Kids can pray if they choose to do that or not uh, you know, pray if they don't want to do that. So it, you know, the idea that uh, God has been thrown out of school is not true. I mean, if you talk to educators all over the place, they'll tell you God's everywhere in schools. Um, just it's what you don't have is you don't have teachers shoving their religion down students' throats, which is exactly what you would not want. Here's another thing that he said that uh, is a reason we have these shootings. Abortions and broken families. The lieutenant governor said, quote, we have 50, 5 zero, 50 million abortions. We have families that are broken apart, no fathers at home. Um, you know, the question of abortion when it comes to this uh, may be a, a real stretch. I think a lot of people would argue that, but he may have a point when we talk about, you know, a lot of... Uh, a lot of families where there is no father at home. Here is where he said anything about guns. Quote, I'm a gun owner. Many of you are gun owners. We have a responsibility to be sure our guns are safe at home. That's where gun control starts, at home. Your guns ought to be safe at home. And I have heard uh, a lot of folks talk about this idea of irresponsible gun owners and the, the idea that, you know, if, uh, if an adult has legally purchased weapons 
that they really do need to keep them uh, away from minors uh, who do not have a right to have them, certainly not to take them uh, out of the house. Scott Braddock, editor of the Quorum Report. I would push back for, I I could see how we really put the boys on timers with their video games, but I could see how if there weren't an active parent home that an outcome could be, and I'm not being cute, but an active shooter in that they just zombie out to these video games, like this Fortnite thing I'm scared to death of. Uh, Kids roaming around the street shooting each other in high def. And I I know it's all anecdotal. Everything's anecdotal right now. That's the problem. But I can see how just politically, I'll give the lieutenant governor political points on that argument. I I don't think that it's in any ways the chief culprit here but we do have a culture and uh it's being reflected in these terrible ways with these school shootings uh let's go to patrick raising all sorts of cane uh you know somewhat are you we introed this segment with byron cook uh, challenging the governor uh, house chairman under joe strauss well even with strauss going out the lieutenant governor has plenty to say about how he's spending his campaign money, his chest, and says he's, quote-unquote, laundering it. Fascinating. The lieutenant governor last week, a little while after we talked on this program, uh, said that what is going on in the Republican primary this year, what did go on, according to him, is that the Speaker of the House, quote, laundered his political contributions through third-party groups. Now, does that sound like anything else we've ever talked about, Jay Leeson, that certain people who might not want um, the voters to know who's trying to elect a candidate, who's spending money to elect a candidate, they would use third-party groups to sort of shield their identity? Does that Because that's the argument that Patrick's making about Strauss. Does that sound like any other groups that we've talked about? It sounds like some you're, that you're might on be on the uh, campaign finance reports of the <laughs> lieutenant governor. Yeah. Well, yes. So what Strauss is saying here is that he has backed up his promise, which is to uh, support responsible candidates. And Strauss said that he did so uh, by giving money to uh, two groups, essentially, and then giving to individual candidates. Strauss said that he gave 600000 to the Texas House Leadership Fund and 350000 to a group called the Associated Republicans of Texas. And then each of those groups backed up responsible Republicans. That's the way the speaker would put it. And he gave about seventy grand, seventy k to some of the individual candidates that he supports. Here's what the spokesman for the uh, lieutenant governor had to say about that. He said uh, that Strauss, quote, had to launder his campaign contributions through large PACs, those are political action committees, so that his involvement wouldn't hurt the candidates he was supporting. That from Alan Blakemore, who is the campaign strategist for Dan Patrick, the chief political strategist uh, for Patrick. Uh, He said that the lieutenant governor is very proud to have been actively engaged in five Senate races, uh, trying to help various uh, senators and candidates for the Senate, including Pat Fallon, Angela Paxton, Donna Campbell, Bob Hall, Joan Huffman. Um, And he said, quote, unlike Speaker Strauss, who had to launder his campaign contributions through those PACs, Lieutenant Governor Patrick was upfront and transparent in all five races, spending just over a half million dollars. Um, So you would wonder, does this mean that the lieutenant governor is now against, you know, folks giving money to third-party groups uh, and then having those groups spend money on their behalf? I think the supporters uh, of the lieutenant governor would say that, no, this is more about 
uh, what elected officials do, and they would say that uh, when Governor Abbott and Patrick, for example, uh, had endorsed certain candidates uh, during the uh, primary, uh, that that was big news and that uh, their contributions were made into a big deal, and that those uh, candidates who received the endorsements of Patrick and Abbott, that those folks would have trumpeted those endorsements and been proud of them and put them on their mail pieces and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the counter-argument to that would be, um, you know, I don't know of, and I don't think any of us have really seen, uh, where any candidates, maybe some exceptions, but uh, I'm, I probably missed them, I didn't see any candidates trumpeting the endorsements of Chairman Dunn, Tim Dunn, Boss Dunn, as you call him, um, or the Wilkes brothers, Ferris Wilkes from Cisco, Texas, and his brother Dan Wilkes. I don't remember candidates being all proud of the fact that they had their endorsements. However, there are candidates who are certainly happy to have their money flowing into their campaigns. Yeah, and it's nice to see the full figures there on those campaign finance reports, as opposed to reports funded uh, by boss Dunn, the aforementioned hey uh about a minute and a half left here with you braddock uh the runoffs tomorrow uh Mm -hmm. coming down to the wire what do you see uh happening tomorrow night i think that just like during the first round of the republican primary uh you're going to see those rational republicans basically uh win most of their races uh there are five or six uh who are uh, still in runoffs uh, around the state in the texas house uh, two runoffs uh, for Democratic races uh, in the Texas House. Uh, and, of course, you have uh, races for Congress going on as well. There seems to be more um, uh, energy on the Democratic side, actually, when it comes to the congressional races, because uh, there are uh, you know, those Democrats out there who think they can unseat uh, at least a couple of the Republican congressmen uh, here in Texas, uh, namely John Culberson in the Houston area and Pete Sessions up in Dallas County. Uh, so, you know, turnout's low. Uh, and, of course, you expect that. Turnout's always going to be lower in these uh, runoffs. Uh, and I've heard a lot of people talking recently about the idea that maybe we shouldn't even have runoffs. We should have what they call instant runoffs, which we can get into uh, in some, at some other time. But uh, I, I, do t- I can say this. Uh, the uh, runoffs, what generally happens is you got the serial voters out there who have the advantage, the people who are always, you know, driving around on Saturdays. The Tuesdays, serial voters. Yes, looking for those, uh, you know, vote here signs to make sure they didn't miss an election. Like it's a garage it's most, sale. <laughs> it's, exactly. Looking looking for those signs. I'm one of those guys. They, Come on, man. Uh, well, that's a good way to put it, because they're looking for that deal. Because guess hey, what? you guys open the, yet? <laughs> if, you're one of, if you're one of the people who votes in one of these elections, your vote is definitely worth more. So it is just like looking for that deal, Jay Leeson. Hey, I tell you what, in the words of Conway Twitty, I can tell you've been this far before, buddy, covering all Texas politics <laughs> at yes. Scott Braddock on Sometimes Twitter. Sometimes it's lost in the feeling, just so you know. <laughs> Check them out at quorumreport.com. Thank you, Braddock. Thank you, Jay Leeson. Talk soon. Stick right with us. Coming right up, Lubbock Police Chief Greg Stevens as we open our new Monday segment, LPD's Best and Worst of the Weekend. Stick with us right here on the other side of Texas. Lubbock's digital real estate and title escrow company, Title One, is committed to providing you with the highest level of communication and service for the time the contract opens until it closes. See how Title One can serve your realty, consumer, and lending needs at TitleOne.com in studio. And we're going to do you better in the future, Chief. We're going to come up with the whole theme song. It may be... Uh, Bad Boys or something. Try anything besides that. <laughs> but it yes, is, uh, that would be so great. Anything besides Bad Boys. <laughs> so we'll find like some old West. 
long guy song. Maybe Gunsmoke. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. That, that <laughs> might actually be perfect. <laughs> That's wild he is Lubbock Police Chief Greg Stevens in studio with us. What we want to start doing on Mondays is LPD's best and worst of the weekend. Uh, must listen. What did they see? What do you wish you would have seen with them? What are you glad you avoided with them uh, here on the other side of Texas? Chief, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thanks hey, for having me. You've been on this job how long? Two and a half years. Coming up on three. August will be three years. Wow. How old are you, Chief? 48. See, that's within the range of a guy like me. I'm 39, and I look at Chief Stevens, and I think, what have I ever done with my life? <laughs> <laughs> Someone had the self-comparison is the death of true self-appreciation. I've made my own contributions, Chief. Don't look at me like no, that. I, just, I was just thinking, I think you have more gray hair than me. That's uh, I have I was a lot thinking. more. Sure. Yeah, but you've only got twins, right? I've got, well, I've got an oldest one that just graduated college uh, wow, Friday. Wow. So now you're just big time in me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, i got the 10, 9, 9, and 4. And I did see pictures of myself. I was looking at pictures of me with baby Charlie. Yeah. yeah. It was brown. Your hair was brown? It was full right. brown then. <laughs> and it is not. Now, so, Chief, what the people want to hear right now is uh, the best and the worst of the weekend. What did you see in Lubbock this weekend where you got the reports on Monday morning and were like, holy cow. Well, uh, I, you know, we'll we'll look at we kind of put them together quickly this time around. We'll look at some more in the future. Uh, we, the weather event was big uh, over the weekend, so it kind of shattered everything. But one of the one of the funnier ones we saw in the Depot District. Well, did uh, anybody were there anybody taking the hospital or anything bad happen with baseball size hail? Anybody no. out running at just the wrong time? We didn't get any injuries that, that we reported to us anyway. Probably, probably, I can't imagine in a city this big, somebody didn't get knocked in the head with one of those huge hailstones. And, yeah. and uh, but we didn't get any injuries reported to us, so none that I'm aware of. Okay. A lot of damage though. A lot. We had a lot of police cars knocked out pretty hard. My my issued car lost the back window and uh, the windshields spider spider webbed and. Uh, a lot of big stones hit yeah. it. Do you have any idea what the estimate is right now? Don't, on don't know yet. Numbers uh, of cars? Uh, it's it's uh, it's going to be, of course, double digits, I think, for sure. We just now started this morning trying to take an accountability of them and then start prioritizing which ones to start getting We fixed. did the same thing in our small business. That yeah. is one of the first things we tackled this morning. Okay, whose van? Is anybody? Is everybody able to drive? You know, that sort of thing. But here's – do you does a city have insurance on these vehicles or do we self-insure these self-insured for the most part that's really kind a like risk management question yeah. yeah exactly I, i'm not sure to be exactly uh, uh there may be something that covers this type of thing i don't know for sure typically uh depending on the age in the, of the vehicles some of them you know will cover uh, you know certainly out of a self-insurance plan but i can't answer that 100 percent for you okay. the big thing for us are which ones are operational and can be safely driven but other things if if the vehicle's not legal like say the windshield is uh, obstructed at all um it's not legal to drive then you know we're not going to use it so so a little more significant than driving down 349 and getting a rock into the windshield. sure exactly so what was uh what are some of the things that may not have made you giggle because you're an official and you can't giggle but <laughs> things i might have seen and thought holy cow it's great so the downtown unit, uh, downtown officers uh, were called to a report of a stolen vehicle in the depot district. Ooh, what time? Uh, it was about 2.50 a.m. Saturday. Yes. I'm telling you, everything in you Lubbock. Yeah, they walked around for 50 minutes two, looking for their car two, before they called. 2 and 3 a.m. Uh, sure. Those are the wild man hours. Okay. Fortunately, however, fortunately, however, uh, from the report from the officers, the individuals, 
uh, actually were just too intoxicated to find their car. It wasn't <laughs> stolen after all. But they were too intoxicated to find their car. So they so they actually were <laughs> so going to drive. They're standing there with an like. officer, and the officer's like, uh, it's right there. Uh, they searched. It actually took them almost an hour, I think, to find the car. Wow. And when they, they found the car, um, they realized that they car's not stolen you you just you were too drunk to find it or drive it for that so matter does the officer at that point say okay who's got an uber app well i don't i don't know i didn't see the the actual final outcome the but but there's no stolen car and they did not drive it and i i didn't read that anyone was arrested out of it i i don't know the final outcome so dude where's my car dude, where, <laughs> exactly uh, yes dude, perfect example dude where's my car so uh what's uh what's next on the list um, you know, a couple of good news things. Uh, the LPD fielded, I think, three uh, teams for Special Olympics uh, softball teams. So I have the Special Olympics uh, ter- softball tournament. It benefits uh, those folks and that, that uh, program, and our guys won. It's good stuff. Nice. Yeah, okay. That's a big deal. So uh, proud of those guys. How many teams are involved there? I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's looks like 11 teams total altogether. All right. And uh, we and prevailed. LPD fielded three of those eleven teams. Yeah, they did. All right. And our guys, our guys are really involved with Special Olympics. We have the torch run coming up this week. It kicks off Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wednesday morning they'll take off, run to Austin. Um, and there's several legs of it. Other departments, basically from around the state, converge on Austin. That's good news. That's a big deal. Our guys have to raise a lot of money for that. I'm glad you're excited because that sounds like the most terrible idea ever. <laughs> <laughs> run down to Austin, and running back from Austin. Now that's yeah, that might be a big idea. That's my challenge to LPD. Run back up that cap rock. <laughs> the other, the I think the other thing to, it's not didn't happen over this weekend, but coming up for the next weekend is uh, Memorial Day is coming up. Yeah. And uh, and lot, what a lot of people don't realize, the city owns Lake Allen Henry, and so it's the city's obligation to patrol that as well. We do it's that in conjunction. It's going to rain too. It has. It's going to be busy. Yeah. And so. Uh, in conjunction with Garza County, we patrol that lake. And, so we're uh, responsible because we own the lake. Correct. So we got to man it. We do. And we have uh, some of the other chiefs around the state that kind of laugh when I tell them that we have a boat unit. We have two boats. In Lubbock. In Lubbock. Yeah. And we have LPD officers that are trained to do a marine patrol unit just like other cities down on the coast. Um, so you're going to be cracking down. They will be cracking down. They'll be watching. So there's a burn ban in place. So no campfires. Is no there a flames. Keystone Light ban in place? I don't think there's there's a too much Keystone Light <laughs> ban in place. Okay. Um, so we encourage people to, to drink responsibly, to enjoy the holiday weekend, remember what it's about, um, and enjoy yourself, but do so responsibly. Uh, one of the big things that they wanted me to point out is that uh, there must be enough life jackets on the boat for every person. Anyone 13 years of age or younger must be wearing their life jacket, and anyone on a jet ski must have a life jacket on at all times. Those are some things they really watch for. Uh, plus, again, don't get too rowdy. Have fun, but don't get too rowdy. So I'm going to pull this one. What's that run? What's that ticket? You know? I don't know. It's a. It. Uh, like the younger, the more expensive. I don't. I don't know. We again. I'll tell you. Like. Uh, like you've probably heard a dozen times while you've been on the side of the road speaking with a trooper. Well, we don't do the fines. That's for the court to tell you. Hey, are you just going to assume a dozen? <laughs> Why not two? <laughs> So, uh, give me another funny one. Uh, so, um, uh, Sunday at about 7.30 a.m., that's early in the morning on a Sunday, uh, officer was behind a car at a red light and was going to pull the car over, actually, because it had a brake light out. The light turned green. They didn't go. So, the officer waited. Still didn't go. So, he got out and checked, and they were asleep. Wow. 
Both occupants. 7.30 a.m. 7.30 a.m. on Sunday. Both occupants of the vehicle were asleep. Exactly right. They must have hit that 4 a.m. mass. They must have missed out. (laughs) Must have been there for a little while. So, um, yeah. So, they uh, they went to jail for uh, uh, some some other charges. I think one of them had a warrant. And... uh, I think the, I think the passenger was released. Had somebody coming coming in. I'm gonna guess that was a little bit more than Keystone Light. Yeah, you know when you fall asleep at 7:30 in the morning at a red light. Yeah. Just glad that uh, the officer was able to get a hold of them before they let the foot off the brake. You're gonna spend yeah, some time. Yeah. Before that got dangerous. Wow. Exactly. Absolutely. Hmm. It's, da- it's dangerous stuff. We kind of make light of it. It's it's sort of funny now, but at the time, it can be quite dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Here's what everybody wants to know, Chief Greg Stevens. How are the Mustangs? Did the Mustangs survive the hailstorms? I haven't seen Stevens it. Stevens' Stevens. I, I coined that, by the way. You did coin that now. What? But but now, one of the guys have has coined the Stang Gang, mm. which is which is pretty funny. Okay. But I you, I, can't, you can't take all the credit, Chief. You exactly. Gotta, okay. I so like Stevens' gonna, Stangs. So you're gonna, oh, you do. I do. I, I so, do like. But again, I'm one of 443 policemen. I've only got so much input. Listen, it sounds like Joe. Str- I'm just one member of this house. <laughs> But I'm holding the gavel. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have not seen a damage report for the Mustangs, and so I'm hoping that they all survived really well. But, uh, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm waiting to see all the damage reports to come in. So, like, whenever you see those storms move in, move out of the South Lubbock, Stangs. Yeah, really. My, my garage them, garage them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Memorial Day coming up. Uh, wear the life jackets because LPD is going to bust your rear end. They'll, they'll be though if you see a police boat it's probably one of our folks trying to keep everybody safe out on the lake but how have, have you been in the patrol boat i'm not allowed really no i'm just joking <laughs> i'm like, just really no yeah. i'm just i'm totally I, it's something i actually uh looked at earlier career-wise but i didn't get picked and uh and so is there a picture of this thing somewhere sure i'll send you a picture is it painted like a it is a black and white really? it's like all of our stuff's black and white black and white so it's like a mustang on the water Pretty much, man. Yeah, I gotta see a picture of this. We we actually sent a boat during during the hurricanes. uh, We actually sent a boat down to Houston. We did. We did indeed. That's funny because guys, whenever whenever I go fly fishing, they're like, "Where are you from?" (laughs) And before I have the opportunity to speak, and they can tell where I'm from. Sure. Like, well, I'm from Bozeman. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm from Lubbock, and they'll say, "What?" (laughs) Yeah. Where all the lakes and streams are. Sure. All the Lubbock guys are really good fly fishermen because we try to make it an expertise. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And make the most of it. Well, I'm I'm excited about the beginning of our segment. We'll try to stay away from bad boys and uh, get into. Hey, well, yeah. So throughout the week, we'll look for some interesting uh, things that go on. We'll kind of focus on the weekends if we can. But anything that, that's interesting that comes up. And now I really want between two and three a.m. That's what you want. You want Tiffany so Taylor sitting here with us. She is a public information officer. Tiffany, we want between two and three a.m. on the weekend, and I don't care what night. That's what we want because those are the glory stories. <laughs> All right, they are. They, Dude, where's my car? I just can't imagine like LPD rolls up and then wait. That's my car right there. Well, huh? I, th- I think it was thank, one of the, the thank you, Ossifer. Said I think we found it. It's, no, no, it's it's over here where where you apparently left it. <laughs> but you get that theme? Well, there, there's there's a theme yeah, to that, right? Yeah, I got it. Unrelated, I... the falling asleep. That we're not the same people. No, the next no. morning at seven thirty. Where's see. my car? Yeah, here we go. Where's your car, dude? <laughs> hey, where's my car? Where's dude, your car, dude? Where's my car? Dude, where's my car? That's really great. <laughs> well, uh, 
Chief, thank you for making time, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. That's, that's some good stuff. Best and worst of the weekend with LPT. <laughs> this is going to be a great segment. And I'll, I'll keep off the whole, what have I done with my life that's so great. Uh, we're going to come back in, close up, and uh, tell you what's going on the rest of the week here on the other side of Texas. Stick right where you are. If you haven't climbed up to Enchanted Rock, drink a cold shiner down and look Welcome back in as we close out this edition of the other side of Texas and a little uh, caught up with my friend Greg Stevens as we sit here. Chief Greg Stevens, uh, Lubbock File Room, providing you with safe and secure document storage and shredding services to Lubbock and the surrounding area since 1992. For a free and hassle-free estimate, call 806-744-766. That's 806-744-7666 at LubbockFileRoom.com. Tomorrow, I'm going to bring you an interview, and I want to be candid, an interview we've already done. Mike Collier is running as a Democrat. He's a former Republican running as Democrat for Lieutenant Governor in Texas and has a lot to say, a great Election Day episode for you to hear on Other Side of Texas. And uh, Collier, we throw it all at him. And he answers and uh, even responds to, just to tee it up, I asked him about Lupe Valdez and how it's going to play for him trying to appeal to moderates in the middle for votes and Valdez to be running to energize the quote-unquote base of of liberals by and large, and how's that going to play? And he corrects me, and little sister, you tell me if I'm wrong, but he corrected me and said the lieutenant governor runs at the top of the ticket. He did. So, I mean, he said that he runs at the top of the ticket and t- top of the ticket, and plans to be the influencer. I like mean, he's setting the messaging. Yeah. That was uh, that was something to hear. So get that queued up for you tomorrow. Other side of Texas, also Blue Collar Bill will be joining us on the latter part of tomorrow's program to tell you all about his observations on what's going on with the working man. Greg Stevens' mic's still on? It sure is. Because he's still sitting here. <laughs> so I'm going to run me a out. Couple of things. So you, you've been at the helm in Lubbock for two or three years? Three years is coming August. So here's an argument. I'm not going to get you into any sort of partisanship. And the fact of the matter is I agree with myself most of, most of the time. You're so, big, your biggest fan. Yeah. Well, my, I am enough. a big fan of myself, but also, <laughs> like, this whole partisan or just it just ruts in the road, and I, we got to find another way. So I try to speak from a different voice about all these things. But the argument that I make Coming up on the heels, and I'll speak more about the Lubbock County races tomorrow, or the race, the judge race. But my perspective growing up outside of Lubbock as in a younger age is still the perspective I have today. So goes Lubbock. So goes Lubbock, and it becomes incumbent upon Lubbock to lead the way for the region. Absolutely. There are not cattle guard gates around the city. And I wonder about... Just to go off cue, Tiffany may start waving at us here, but uh, Tiffany Taylor, public information officer, sitting in the studio with us. But what do what are you seeing with drugs coming from outside the city? Because we had Four Price on, mm-hmm. and Four Price, Chairman Four Price, State Representative out of Amarillo, is chairing the Select Committee on Opioids and Substance Abuse, and he said that the four lead cities in Texas for 
this opioid epidemic where it's really showing up the hardest. Let's see if I can do this off memory. Was Texarkana, was Amarillo, I think Odessa was in the top four, and I can't remember the four. I think it was, it was Longview. And his point was, these are all cities that are around borders of the state, and these things are coming in. How do you see drugs coming into Lubbock? So um, what you see also with, with all of those cities is you have a major interstate system either nearby or going through those cities. And so they're passed through cities, and they are near a border. Um, Lubbock is a little unique, and one of the things we always refer to is we're the hub city. So, so where Lubbock gets, we do have some pass through. We have a lot of north south stuff coming through, but also um, just just like if you follow uh, legitimate business markets, illegitimate markets are very very similar. So, so goods and services that come into Lubbock and then they break apart and they go out to the outlying region. And you you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, for five hours in any direction, Lubbock, Texas is the biggest city, and we're and we're the we're the, we need to be the leaders in everything legitimate of course i'm talking about and i take that role as in law enforcement we're the largest law enforcement agency across this region um but whether whether you're talking about any other kind of services or any other commerce well drugs are no different the illegitimate market takes on this the same kind of patterns so even if you talk human trafficking you talk drug trafficking or anything like that you're going to see very similar patterns so opioids or other kinds of drugs that come in, methamphetamine, they come into Lubbock in larger quantities, they break apart, and then they spread across the South Plains region into smaller quantities. Um, now, there, there's exceptions to that, but that's by and large going to be the rule. So unlike Amarillo, which has got a very heavy pass-through with I-40, um, we don't have that pass-through. We have a little bit north and south, but the vast majority comes here as a destination, breaks apart, goes out into the smaller cities. So we're a hub for illegitimate things like drugs. Uh, human trafficking, whatever have you. Hmm. So let me ask you to go back to the first segment because I'm still obsessed with this. Uh, fancy Reba McIntyre. <laughs> Crazy, right? Passes her off into a trafficking operation. Huh? Be nice to the gentleman, Fancy. Right. They'll be nice to you. I was listening to that song probably three weeks ago, and I thought the same thing. I thought, what if that song came out today? What if? What if a people would lose their mind? They would if a top name country artist. Uh, debuted that song today. But there are no I more. Can't even artists. imagine. Yeah, I'm with you. I can't even imagine what that backlash would be like. I was yeah. listening, to that, literally listening to it the other day. It was on a road trip, and it and it came on. Yeah. And I thought, man, it'd be amazing if that song. What 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 the reaction would be? The best thing for your daughter is just to pass her off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because times are hard, right? The welfare people is gonna take. They're gonna take the baby. Your dad left, so this is the life for you. Here's your, here's your locket in a fancy dress. Go make us some money, yeah, fancy. That's right. I'm gonna die, so you just go yeah. find well, you uh, find you some gentlemen. Crazy. In Lubbock. It's still as prevalent as whenever Craigslist was. Not, was not, not the not the streetwalkers. Um, you know, used to in my. So I did all my time in narcotics, vice, and jobs like, like if that. If I were you, I would always have a Mustang parked outside of some. Different nationality, you name it, whatever, like uh, Portuguese or... <laughs> I don't even know where this is going. Or New Zealander or any sort of Asian connotation massage. I, like, I, I, was, I, I see where you're going with it, yeah. I mean, like really, that, that's where I would always have Well, the, and the, and So the biggest prob- problem there is that you have some legitimate places, and it makes them hard for those businesses to really run... A respectable business because you but have tie, so many tie, that are tie, not. massage I got is always I'm legitimate. <laughs> no, no, not always. A few are, and and it makes those few that are trying to earn an honest living they can't because the the 
they're stereotyped into this because of the 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 mass amounts that are illegitimate that so are running prostitution. But have you seen a decline since online got cracked down? And I'll give no, tax no, credit no, here. We're not really. N- n- no, the, you you may have skimmed it off the surface, but that's it. It's still up and running. The fact that Backpage There's has been taken down. There's a website called SugarDaddy.com. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's so illegal. First, I heard of it. I'm it's a little a, concerned it, that you That's know a about legal it. website, and it's called Sugar Daddy. Only reason I'm familiar with this because I worked in a treatment center. We had to get the girls off those sites, you know, sure. that kind of thing. Yeah. Help oh, them. But it was the back page thing. I was they got shut down. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Exactly. Yeah. And we we did so again in my day in the nineties. They 90s, don't even advertise, little sister. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just I'm saying don't do this. Watch out for your kids being on this stuff. I was joking. In just a second, with that. So so through the nineties, we did prostitution stings out on the street, and that that's where all of our work was. And then I I actually. Uh, procured for the police department the first standalone undercover computer and started doing uh, online stings like that. And that led us to where now we have a very robust um, uh, investigative uh, uh, presence online. We don't, we do hardly any uh, brick and mortar type uh, street prostitution things all online. And we really haven't seen that much of a slowdown in it, but we have seen some. And so the best advice I can give you is that is know what your kids are doing. Know what internet sites they visit. If you don't know the passcode to your kid's phone, you're behind. You've got to know because Snapchat is gone. Uh, I mean, okay. in 24 hours, you've okay. got to know these so things. I got you in here, and you're ad-libbing, and you're going back and forth with me. You so started gonna, it, though, I'm gonna to be fair. No, I okay. did start it, and I appreciate <laughs> you engaging it. As a dad, we just got rid of the tablets, right? Yeah. And we told them, guess what, kids? We got you a Nintendo Switch because paying $300 for a Nintendo Switch – was a small price to pay to, in order to throw all the tablets away. Because Fair. I don't know where they are, what closet in the treehouse, which mm. may or not be in, within city code, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but just for the sake of all that worrying being done, but is there some sort of technology site that parents can go to and link all their devices? I'm Laptop, sure there is, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's that's that's beyond my realm. But even if there is, your kids will be able to defeat that in no time flat because they're smarter than you. I promise. Mine are than me. And 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 whether it's a boy or a girl, you got to know what your kids are doing all the time, and they've got to think that you know how to get into their phone, get into their Nintendo, get into their tablet, whatever it is. Uh, they got to they got to think that you're monitoring it all the time. You know how I they'll know be trying to defeat. My it. kids are smarter than yours. Huh. All this gray hair. <laughs> that's a good that's see how I played that back on you you did you, got, you, you, you turned that right back around to no me. offense to the Stevens clan hey that's going to close this out I'm going to go home get home and have an above average supper and a great family waiting for me thank you for tuning in and thanks again for telling a friend that you hang out on the other side of Texas follow us on Facebook at other side of Texas go ahead and hit that bumper little sister at OSTX show on Twitter and other side at Texas.com. Well, you'll find this audio soon. Until then, we'll see you tomorrow. Mike Collier in studio with us. I don't like the way the stocks are down. I ain't into Bluetooth. Mom is human trafficking fancy.